Ryan Fleming can help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. Is the green grass on the other side truly greener? Does, does it exist? Is it really like that? Well, we're going to talk about it on today's show because, you know, there's some times where you may need to find a new financial advisor or other times where you think you need a new advisor, but really you're just guilty of thinking that that grass is greener indeed on the other side. We're going to talk about some common scenarios that we see people go through where they have legitimate reasons for staying with their advisor or leaving their advisor and trying to figure out all that conversation about, should I leave? Should I go? Is the grass greener on the other side? That's going to be the crux of our conversation today. Uh, Walter Strohlt here with Ryan Fleming, financial advisor at Retire Pilots, serving you across the world based out of St. Louis. Find us online at retirepilots.com and pick up your retirement toolkit today. Specific guidance for pilots and how best to retire. Ryan, good to be with you, my friend. Uh, have you ever been in a situation in life where you thought the grass was greener on the other side and you, you, you made the crossover and it just really wasn't? Well, I'm sure that's happened, but I, it actually makes me think of my father. Uh, many, many of my uh, friends and clients know my dad. He's since passed. Uh, his name was Rex, and they all called him Sexy Rexy. Anyway, I think that was one of the best uh, nickname ever, by the really way. Taught me. That, that's What's a, that? That's fantastic nickname, best ever. <laughs> Sexy Rexy, that's what they all called him. But anyway, uh, I think he did a really good job of teaching me that the grass is always going to appear greener, but you need to take care of your, your own yard, if that makes sense. And you don't know what other people are dealing with over in that green grass or what's mm. actually going on. And I think I think he did a really, really good job of teaching me not to, to run over to the grass over there and constantly be, it's almost like chasing market returns, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. I, I really like the element of, you know, don't just ignore the fact that you think the grass is greener on the other side. Like you don't have to hide from that feeling, but look at your own grass first and see if there's things you can do to, you know, to improve whatever the situation is that's causing you to sort of look over to the other green grass. I think that's like where that wisdom really kind of explodes, at least in, in, in my mind is, yeah, let's look at our own house first. And then if we yeah. really do the research and really figure things out and really think about it, then we can say, all right, it, it, the grass truly is greener over there, and it's for these specific reasons, not just because my 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 feelings tell me so. Well, and I, and I think it's we t- talk a lot about sports on the podcast because I think we both can relate to that in a lot of ways. And I look at that the same way where we have the transfer portal right now in, in college football. Yeah, it used to be, hey, I wasn't good enough, I didn't get on the field, but I'm going to work harder and try to get on the field next year, or you know, I'm going to work even harder this summer and, and make it better. And now it's like, oh, I didn't play, so let me go to the that other college over there. It looks like the grass is greener over there, and I might just walk in and be able to to start there. And I, I think we're losing some values, and we're losing a little bit of hard work and, and focusing on what we have in front of us and constantly trying to take the easy path. And I don't know if that's going to really relate to what we're talking about today, but it's definitely when you start talking about the grass being greener somewhere else, uh, maybe you need to look in the mirror a little bit. Well, I think you set the stage for the internal debate that always goes on within us when we look at any situation in life of should I do X or Y, you know, which direction should I choose? And often it feels like you have one path or the other. And in our conversation today, it often is that way. You know, if you're working with an advisor or thinking of working with an advisor, there's there aren't really halvesy solutions. You kind of either pick, yes, I'm working with you or no, I'm not going to work with you. I'm going to go over here. Or I guess there is a third off ramp of like the DIY part. I'm just going to do 
things on my own. So there is a little bit of that element that you've got to choose. You've got to play for a school, you know, in your football example. So which one are you going to pick? And trying to evaluate all those different moving parts. So let, let's walk through a couple of scenarios. Let's dig in. You tell let's me, Walter. In. Let's do this. All right. So we got we got like five scenarios we can work through here, just as some examples to help illustrate the different times when people are sort of faced with this greener grass conversation. So let's say that you know you're you're working with an advisor. You say, you know what, my advisor made a mistake. He even admitted it himself, and it cost me some money. Have you ever had somebody go through that thought process and then? You know, what's the attraction to to go look for the greener grass? Like somebody else that's not going to make a mistake ever? You joked about it in our previous episode when uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, missing a recording session, like first mistake you've ever made, right? Um, So, yeah, how does that sort of uh, break down in your mind? Is that a popular situation people get into? I think that working with a financial advisor, the relationship matters more than anything else. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody, you know, might analyze something inappropriately at times. And, and it could cost a client money. And of course, that's something that we always try to not do. Um, and, you know, taxes play a big part in, in retirement planning and, and investing. And I think that everyone makes mistakes and, and you should have a very good relationship with your advisor to discuss all issues and make sure you guys are on the same page. Because I think, I think mistakes happen in money management when you aren't, the lines of communication aren't truly there and there might be a, a differing of opinion on where we're going. So I, I would I look at that first thing that you bring up, and I would say everybody makes mistakes. Being able to admit it, it's a big thing, but I would focus on that relationship you have with your advisor and make sure that they have that open line of communication at all times. Yeah. The uh, open line of communication sounds like it's there if they're admitting it and talking to you about it. I'd say maybe just I'm just brainstorming my own personal feelings. If I was in a situation like that, Ryan, I would kind of say, all right, well, given that relationship, do I think that this advisor will take steps to prevent that mistake from happening again? And if the answer to that is yes, then it shows me the relationship's probably still in a really strong place. Yeah, absolutely. And engaging what kind of access you have to that advisor. Um, I, I, I see too many times where a prospect will come to me and they got their money in like five different places and they feel like that's given them diversification. And I'm like, no, that's inefficient. I go, you really need to have all your money talking to each other. You need to find that one financial advisor that can see the whole picture and make all those things work together. Not having your money spread out with three, four, five different financial advisors, even two. Um, that that's not very efficient and not the right way to do it. So spend that extra time on the front end to find that advisor that's a right fit for you. That advisor that knows your life, knows your 401k plan and knows your, your situation. Um, and lastly, I would say I wouldn't want to work with any financial advisors that I call an 800 number. I mean, if you can't get access to your financial advisor or you can't reach out to them and they're, they're not responsive, then I would definitely start looking somewhere else. Let's say that uh, you know I'm working with an advisor, and hey, their business seems really good. They've gotten too big now. Uh, I never see them, talk to them. I just communicate with one of the associates now. So it's like, hey, I'm happy for your growth, but there's some concerns about that growth now and how it's impacting our relationship. That seems to start to get a little bit into the danger zone that you're talking about. I 100% agree, and this is something that hits home with me and my business. It's definitely grown, and I work with a lot of pilots from – all the airlines now. And I just never want to be an 800 number. I want them to be able to reach out to me whenever they can with, with questions. And I want to be very, very responsive, but there's some battles. There's some, you know, you only have so much time. 
And so what, what I've what I've focused on doing is getting some back office support, getting some help so that I can still be out there in front of my clients at all times and be be responsive for any of the things that they have. Now with my my clients, I don't necessarily meet with every single client annually. I meet with them when they want to meet. So some of my clients I talk to every couple of weeks or every week. Other clients I don't talk to for three or four months. And I, they really set the tone for what kind of relationship it needs to be. But my number one rule is that I'm always there and I'm always available um, and responsive. So if you have a financial advisor that you can't even get a hold of or they don't even respond to your emails, I think that's a definite breakdown in the relationship. And you probably need to, to analyze that and see if there's a better way. Hey, if you're ready to have clarity and thrive in your retirement, you're in the right place. And I've got another resource for you to check out. Go to retirepilots.com and look right there on the homepage. You'll be able to click get my free toolkit. What this is going to do is help you get for free Ryan's retirement toolkit. This is going to include his two books, The Pilot's Advisor and Pilot's Retire Early, revealing the nine critical decisions when retiring and the seven lessons to save your retirement. Not only does it include the books, but lots of other goodies packed into this free toolkit that'll be sent to you ASAP. It's a great starting place for any pilot to begin their retirement journey. Go to retirepilots.com. All right, let's shift gears a little bit here. Something else people will uh, often see as invitations. I'm sure everybody's gotten them at some point in time, like an invitation to a dinner seminar. So let's say somebody went to a dinner seminar with a financial advisor, found them to be really entertaining, engaging, maybe had a nice meal as part of the whole deal as well. And so now, I don't know, they're much more interesting and cool and uh, fun to listen to and more engaging than my current advisor. And I think that gets people often thinking like, wow, okay, so... You know, this person's got a little bit of the celebrity status feel to it, whatever that case may be, that often can cause the eyes to wander a little bit and think maybe this person's a better advisor because of how much more engaging they were in that event. Um, I would say that, first of all, that advisor calls you a plate licker, number one. Um, <laughs> I don't think that I would want to work with somebody that's having din dinner seminars, and there's a, a lot of reasons for that. I, I know that First off, dinner seminars in many, many cases is a financial advisor that's selling a product. Um, most of those are selling annuities or, some, or insurance or something that might not be the best thing for you. So make, make sure you know what that relationship is, whether they would truly be a fiduciary for you or just uh, getting a commission off something they're trying to sell you. Also, most of the really, really good financial advisors out there or the really, really good businesses that you want to be a part of, they're actually getting a lot of their business from referrals and people that are recommending them um, to you because they already work with that person. That might be the kind of financial advisor you want to work with. Or I have a lot of my clients now that drop off postcards or tell other people about me just because of what we built and the holistic planning that we're doing for pilots because we know the situation so well. So I would be very hesitant to look at the shiny new object or the squirrel that runs in front of you and thinking that that's going to be a better financial advisor for you. Great points right there, Ryan. I think that's uh, really wise thinking and uh, a neat little peek behind the curtain of the financial realm. Uh, if you are attending a dinner seminar, just know that you're 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 part of somebody's marketing process and marketing plan. And that's okay. I mean, there's different ways to market to people all the time, right? So we're we're all under constant marketing, uh, but just know that that's. That's one of those things. And the plate liquor thing, Ryan, that is, uh, that is too funny because you are exactly right. Uh, that's, that's what you'd be – if you're already working with an advisor and you're going to a seminar, 
know that the people that are running the seminar, they're calling you plate lickers behind the scene. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's say somebody says, you know what, I really like my advisor, but I've recently moved to a different state, and I'm wondering if I should be working with somebody local instead. It's an interesting dilemma, right? Because I can see the appeal of just at least having that person within arm's reach to work with. But I know, Ryan, you work with folks all across the world because of how mobile your business is. So I got to imagine this is maybe less important for you and, and your clients, just since you work with a lot of pilots who are used to traveling and working abroad or international or in, in different ways, shape and forms. What do you think about that uh, greener grass conversation? Well, I think it really depends on knowing yourself because this business has drastically evolved over the last few years. Uh, I have a, a client that lives two blocks from me and still wants to meet over Zoom because it's just changed. People don't want to, most people don't want to meet in person. They don't want to take the time to drive across town to set up shop at the financial advisor's office. And I think that the new generation is even more comfortable meeting on a Zoom call or, or meeting, uh, using technology to make it easier. However, if you are that person that likes to sit down and shake hands and see each other face to face and not over a Zoom call, then yeah, that should be something that's important to you. And maybe you should want to have somebody local. But I think that's a very personal thing. I don't think it affects how much of whether they can be a better advisor to you or not based off not being at the same location. Um, and I think we're going a lot more virtual on many, many things um, in life. So I think that's more of a personal thing than anything else. A lot of these things boil down to is your advisor just willing to meet you where you are or where you're comfortable? And I don't mean meet in person. I mean meet in, in terms of all these different things we've talked about, like the way, you know, how frequent you want to communicate. You mentioned you talk to some people every couple of weeks, others every couple of months or even just once or twice a year based on their personal level of communication. And you're willing to kind of meet them on that playing field where they feel comfortable. Same thing with the, uh, you know, where to physically meet, whether it be Zoom or in person. As long as you're trying to work with the person to help meet them and make them comfortable, uh, I think that's the thing to look out for, not necessarily just uh, what's advertised as your options. But if you had a, a request and said, I'd really like to meet in person, you know, or, Ryan, I'm sure you'd be able to meet in an airport anywhere with anybody, right? That wouldn't well, be too and, hard and it comes back to that relationship. I mean, I have a client that's going into retirement and I said, all right, well, hey, I land in Memphis on Sunday morning. I'll, I'll be at your house, you know, for lunch that day. Others I've met up in, with in Paris. And so having, having an advisor that's willing to take the extra steps to develop that relationship and be there for you when you need them. Um, I also had another United pilot client of mine that lives down in Florida and just really wanted to meet face-to-face. -face. Well, guess what? Next thing you know, I'm going to Florida, and I meet up with him and get to meet his, his family, and, and it's, it's a game changer. It, it takes the relationship to a different level, but not every single client needs that. And so you need to know what you need, but also not to not be afraid to have not just the expectation of it, but if you have that expectation of it, voice it and say, this is what I need or this is what I like. No different than any other aspect of life. We all can't be mind readers, but if you put it out there and let people know what your expectation level is or what, you, what it is that you desire, in many cases, your financial advisor is going to try to meet you in the middle and help the relationship. Well, last but not least, Ryan, let's give one more example here. And maybe this is the most popular time when people start looking at that green grass on the other side, and they don't even realize that maybe it's it's not even green, perhaps. Uh, but people start looking over when the market crashes, they lose a lot of money in their portfolio, and immediately that grass looks really green everywhere they look, other than obviously down at their own feet. Uh, I would imagine that's the most popular time people start, start looking around and, and panicking a little bit, all those emotions start running crazy. 
Absolutely, but it's probably the worst time. And I, I get this a lot right now. I have a lot of prospects reaching out to me, wanting me to analyze their portfolios. Um, and, and there's two, two things I see. Number one, I try to tell them everybody's down right now. We are in a, a bear market. It's pretty hard for a portfolio not to be down when all the indices are down 20 plus percent. I mean, that's just the way it is. There's no place to go. Hot, you know, 40 year record high inflation. I mean, interest rates are going up. So bonds aren't, haven't been a good place to go. Um, so every, just realize, even though the grass might be greener on the other side, everybody's battling through this market and trying to make sure that you're not making mistakes that are going to hurt you in your long-term planning. Now, on the other side of that, I have a lot of prospects that have come to me that have been stock picking on their own. And rather than being down where the market's down, you know, maybe 20% or, you know, I, I know it's corrected a little bit here recently or 15, 12%, whatever it is, depending on your risk tolerance, there's a lot of people that are stock picking that are down over 50% in their portfolio. And what that tells me is once again, you're speculating and gambling with your money. And, and yes, you do need help, but you're learning the hard way. Stock picking is not going to work for you in a long-term plan. So I feel very sorry for those individuals, but I also know that they need help. There's a, a lot of shooting yourself in your own foot going on out there. And uh, we, we want to try and avoid that as much as possible. And often when you're working with the proper advisor, um, you avoid that in pain point in particular. So yeah, that's a good conversation because people do you know, start to have a little panic when things like this happen. It's a good time. It's never a bad thing to evaluate your relationship with your advisor and where you're getting your financial and money advice from. Just make sure that you're then making wise choices and that you're making choices based off of good information. All that's really important. If you'd like to talk about uh, your financial plan with Ryan Fleming, I invite you to give him a call or shoot him a text at 843-475-3038. Hey, Ryan, that's how accessible you are. We just throw your cell phone number out here on the show. People can call or text you directly and uh, set up a time to chat with you. 843-475-3038. Or you can find him online at retirepilots.com. Lots of great resources for you there, uh, including the Retirement Toolkit, where you can learn all about planning for retirement, in particular from a pilot's perspective and what pilots need to know. Uh, so check that out at retirepilots.com. And we'll link to all that contact info in the description of today's show so you can find it easily as well. Well, Ryan, thanks for the help. And uh, I know we'll have a good episode on tap next time around. But until then, take care, my friend. Well, absolutely. And I know it's struggling times for everyone right now in this bear market. 2022 has been tough. And if you uh, fly for a major airline, any of the legacy carriers or cargo carriers, and you want a free portfolio analysis, reach out to me and I will analyze what you're doing and we'll try to help you get uh, reallocated to take advantage of this market as it recovers. We're here for you. Uh, don't be afraid and reach out. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. 